Just as a reminder, you can visit us at thepandapod.com. That's thepandapod.com to grab our RSS feed, listen directly, and share PandaPod with your family and friends. You can also reach us directly via email through podcast at thepandapod.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Panda Pod. I am Jeff, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Rab. Hey there. And Justin. What's up, guys? Today, we're going to be talking about uh, metaphysics and spirituality and focusing a bit on a uh, retreat that I went to this past weekend um, and I helped run. Uh, and we're going to talk about tarot and manifestation and all those woo things that I'm super into. And I'm really excited these guys have decided to let me have this episode and, and discuss this stuff with me because it's important to me. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation, guys. Yeah, it should be fun. I want to know all about the things. All right. Well, we're going to start out by talking about Hot Alien Summer Camp. Um, which we've Woo-hoo. been promoting for the last few episodes um, and happened this past week from the 17th to the 20th um, of August in Lebanon, Tennessee, at a place called Star Trek Farms, um, which is a, a former horse farm that was owned by Reba McIntyre. Um, Interesting. And the they sold the farm to this guy named Jay Leone, uh, who... Uh, took the giant barn suite that all the horses were um, stored in and converted each of the stalls into little hotel rooms. Um, and there's also a whole bunch of like A-frames and camping spots and RV places and a tiny home village that's like about five minutes away that's also owned by them. Damn, I thought you were going to say he would convinced, he uh, uh, converted the barn into a UFO. That would have been great. I mean, we did a pretty good job of that when we were decorating on the first day. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's a beautiful place. Um, if you're in the Lebanon or the, the Nashville area and you're looking for a unique place to stay, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, I think you'll love it. Um, and next year, um, we don't have the exact dates, but sometime in early August, come join us for the next hot alien summer camp. Um, or it might be called something different uh, and I'll get in that, get into that in just a moment. So, um, So I just want to start out by talking about what Hot Alien Summer Camp was, like the purpose of it. Um, Now, you guys know I've talked to you a little bit in the past about Jessa Reed. I think I've talked to both of you guys about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jessa Reed is a comedian and spiritualist and uh, podcaster, um, all kinds of things. Uh, I called her a guru earlier, and that's more tongue-in-cheek than anything else because she really hates being called a guru. Um, in fact, she's got, uh, on her, her, uh, website, when you go and you, you, know, you hire her, if you're like life coaching or, you know, tarot reading or any of those kind of things, um, one of the options is, uh, please don't call this life coaching or I am not your guru. It's things like that. It's really funny. Um, but she, uh, started this podcast, um, called, uh, the alien orientation department or the awakening orientation department. Sorry. Um, and the idea behind it is that, um, back in the late two thousands, early 2010s, I believe she was a meth addict. 
Um, and while on a particularly wild meth bender, uh, she had this, you know, ineffable experience um, that uh, where she had interaction interactions in her subconscious with what she describes as aliens, and you know, they kind of awoken her to the, you know, idea that the world is a matrix and that it's manipulatable, um, which all sounds like wild and all that. But really, it's it's very much in line with a lot of views from a lot of other, you know, spiritual practices as well. Sure. I mean, if it's good enough for Sherlock Holmes. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so this event uh, is a meetup of people who follow her. Um, it started out as a Discord group uh, for her Patreon. Uh, and then uh, a few of them last year uh, decided they wanted to have a, a get-together just to meet up with fellow fans of hers, um, which they did. They called it the Alien School Field Trip. Uh, it went off without a hitch. It was great. Everybody loved it. Everyone there decided they wanted to do it again. Um, so this year we decided to call it Hot Alien Summer Camp. Um, back in January, uh, I joined the planning committee uh, and started working with them towards this year's event. And yeah, this past weekend we had a chance to, um, all the volunteers, it's completely volunteer run. Uh, all of us got together uh, in Lebanon and set everything up. And I tell you, we just had an incredible time of socializing and just really just loving on each other. Like it was just a whole bunch of people who were so excited to be their weird selves and, you know, just let their freak flags fly and have a really good time. And, uh, you know, there was metaphysics things. Uh, there was yoga. There was some live comedy by Karen Rontowski, also known as Paranormal Karen. Uh, as well as Ryan Singer, who has another paranormal uh, podcast. Cool. Um, and it was a really, really great time. Um, do you guys have any questions? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's the logistics like that? Did everybody just pay for their own stuff and bring tents and stuff? Or did it was it like a like everybody chips in a certain amount and whatever? Yeah, so we ran it just like a festival. Um, we sold tickets, we sold accommodations, um, we worked with Starstruck to buy out their entire property for the time. Um, and so, you know, it, we, we, and it's, it's crazy. We'll get into some manifestation stuff later, but I was talking with Tiffany, who's, um, really one of the first people who started it, uh, last year. Uh, but this year we ended up $153 over budget. So we made just enough money to pull the whole thing off. And it was nice. It was perfect, you know. How, how many people showed up? I believe we had about eighty attendees, um, which was less than last year. But uh, it was a really tight knit group. Um, sure. There were a lot of repeat people, and the new people who came were, you know, just embraced and felt like they were, you know, like they were home. Like, I'm the Discord, our our private Discord that we have uh, for the event has just been popping off the last couple of days with people talking about how they're so sad they're gone and, and everybody just misses each other. We all got on and did some um, magic rituals last night um, just because we miss talking to each other on Discord. So, um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Glad yeah. Had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. I also uh, had the opportunity to propose to my now fiance, Elia. Um Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, she had just finished running a uh, morning, uh, pretty intensive yoga class. Um, and I surprised her by 
uh, when she was finished popping the question, and she said yes. So, hell yeah, yeah, life's good. That's a good, uh, good ex- to do something like that with an experience. Yeah, okay. yeah. That and like she is also a huge part of the group. She's also on the planning committee uh, for this. It's actually how we met was through all this. Um and you know, we have spent just months of time with these people planning this thing and they have become our family, they've become our friends and the opportunity to do that in front of all of them it was such a nice experience and like I got so much great video because everybody was recording it when it started happening. And I don't know, it was, it was really special and I'm, I'm really happy that we did it when we did. So. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's pretty great. Yeah. All right. So I just want to say a few more things about the camp uh, and then we can move on to another topic. Um, one thing Jessa introduced in another one of her podcasts, Jessa Reed, uh, was this idea of the Interdependence Bill of Rights. And we've kind of made that uh, like the bylaws of camp uh, from when people come. And I just want to read it to you guys real quick. It's 10 rules. Um, and I want to get your opinions on these. I, I think they're pretty self-evident or they just make a lot of sense once you hear them. But I would still sure. like to hear what you guys have to say. So um, here are the 10 Interdependence Bill of Rights. Uh, number one, I have the right to be loved. I do not have the right to force my love or someone to love me. Number two, I do not owe anyone anything. All of my energy exchanges are voluntary. No one owes me anything. Number three, my feelings are my full responsibility. My life and experience is my full responsibility. Number four, I have the right to happiness. I do not have the right to make my happiness someone else's responsibility. Uh, Number five, I have the right to express my feelings. I do not have the right to dictate others' reactions to my feelings. Number six, I have the right to my own opinion. I do not have the right to dole out my opinion unsolicited, crossing to someone else's space. Number seven, I have the right to a life free of guilt and obligation. And then it says, read that again, uh, which I will. I have the right to a life free of guilt and obligation. Uh, Number eight, I do not have the right to use guilt and obligation to impose my will on others. Number nine, I have the right to define and set boundaries in my relationships, specifying what I am willing and not willing to participate in. And number 10, I do not have to work tirelessly to maintain all of my connections to take responsibility to maintain them. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and post this in the chat, too, so you guys can see it. Uh, if, in, you know, if you have any questions about them or thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it because I think it's just a good way to live. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds pretty nice. Um, I mean, I guess I do take a little bit of issue with the idea that, you know, I mean, I have a right to live free of guilt and obligation sounds great um, in theory. I just feel like it would be difficult to, to live that in practice, you know. I mean, we are obligated to do so many things, I feel like. Yeah, same. I have I have a similar a similar thought about that one particular. I understand where it comes from. I think I understand where it comes from. Um which is 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 very kind. Um however, that that that's that's real not only is it difficult kind of like what Rab was saying like it incredibly difficult, but there's there's some good things that come from from obligations and so that that makes that that one's a little little a little different. That one's a little different. My favorite one. I'll go ahead and say my favorite one 
is number three. Number three is my favorite one. My feelings are my full responsibility, and my life and experience is my full responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably my favorite one by far. That is a good one. I'll also say that as far as the guilt and obligation thing is concerned, um, I think it's. I think maybe there's some context to that brought in by the next one that I do not have the right to use guilt and obligation to impose my will on others. Right. I think, you know, that's reflective of that. You know, the idea that if you're feeling guilty or obligated to do something that you don't want to do, look into that. Is it somebody else trying to impose their will on you? If it is, you know, reflect on that. You don't have to do that thing, you know? Um, I think it's just about, the whole thing's just about taking responsibility for yourself and not holding others uh, responsible for how you react to the world around you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, in the context of number eight, um, I guess you could say number eight is almost saying like others have the right to live a a life free of guilt and obligation. Right. And so I guess that would imply if other people are following that, that I do too. But, you know, I just don't necessarily see that as reality. Right. Yeah. And I mean, some of this is utopian, you know, the it's, it's wishing for the best and trying to strive to live your best life, uh, even when that's really difficult, you know? Um, And especially in relationship to camp, you know, it was the idea that, Hey, you made the decision to come here, you know, have a good time. You know, we, we said something at the very beginning, which is that, you know, welcome, you are not required to do anything while you're here. You know, you could just sit in your room or sit on a rocking chair and do absolutely nothing, but you are welcome to do everything here, you know? Sure. Uh, and we did, we really strived hard and, and we were able to do this to make sure that every event that we ran had no additional fee. So if you bought a ticket in the room, you could come. And plus, most of the meals were provided by the location. Um, so it was a very like budget friendly event. And for a pretty much four full day event, it was, it was a blast. It was just so good. Cool. I'm excited to potentially go. It sounds like fun. It is a lot of fun, yeah. I think next year is going to be even bigger. I, I think that um, after the first year, everybody was kind of in an afterglow period, and then you know there was a little doubt about whether it could be as good as it was the first time again. But now that it was a second time, I think next year it's going to be a lot bigger. So, sure. Um, okay, well, I'm going to wrap up the section about camp, but I do just want to say um, I want to give a big shout out to the amazing. Uh, AOD community out there. Um, you guys took me in at a time period where I was at my lowest and gave me a lot of hope and have provided me so much friendship and love. Uh, the divine feminine and masculine energies that you guys give off is it's life giving. So thank you. I know a lot of you are listening. Um, I had a great conversations all weekend with many of you about this podcast and some of you had already listened or telling me how much you loved it and others were talking about how you can't wait to hear. So, um, thank you very much. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And I'm kind of jealous. I'm, <laughs> we jealous, come very jealous. I'm always jealous when Jeff gets new friends. Um, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always jealous. Oh, I'm just jealous of getting people got to hang out with Jeff. I barely ever do. I tell you, I'm pretty good to hang out with, you know, <laughs> People, people on the internet don't know 
I give great hugs. That's very that's entirely true. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty true. You know, and until you come to Hot Alien Summer Camp, you're probably not going to get one. So, come next year. All right. Well, um, let's talk about tarot a bit. Uh, that's the next thing I really want to discuss. Um, I talked to you guys earlier, got some questions from you. We're going to talk about um, the cards I pulled and what those mean in regards to those questions. But before we get into that, uh, Rab, what is your opinion on tarot? What do you know about it? What do you think about it? Uh, I think the designs on the cards are cool. Um, I'm interested in incorporating it somehow into D&D. I know they have the Taroka deck, um, but I don't know. It feels like almost... I, I, I want to I learn if Hasbro has a copyright on that before I buy it. Um, otherwise, I might just use like regular tarot cards. Um, but uh, I don't know a whole lot about the history, and that's something I'm curious about. Right on. Justin, what are your thoughts on tarot? Um, I've, I've heard that um, only you are supposed to touch your deck. Uh, your deck is your deck. That, that's something I've heard. I don't yeah, know if it's true or not. What but. it really is is that you should never touch someone else's deck without them giving you permission. Well, that's I, what mean, that's, really I mean, that's just normal. Like, don't touch somebody else's stuff. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> when you get into tarot, people feel very connected to their decks. A lot of people, when they buy their decks, they'll sleep with them under their pillow for a while or carry them on their person, try and get connected to them. Um, and we'll get into more about that in a bit, but I mean, that's the reason for that particular rule. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I know some of the, I mean, I've had, I've had a couple different readings done and it, with, with varying amounts of, of accuracy. Sure. But I will say the ones that you've been doing have been pretty accurate so far. So good on you for that. Well, I really, really enjoy pulling cards. I mean, we, you know in particular, I love cardboard in my hand. Like, oh, yeah, cards cards are amazing. <laughs> it goes back to Pokemon, and then magic, and then more magic, and then more magic, and and now it's tarot cards. So, so I, this will be not... my second reading ever. Really? Who did your first one? Uh, Anne. Okay, okay. And how did that go for you? I thought it was pretty accurate, honestly. So yeah. if you uh, have an accurate reading this time, then we're batting 100. Excellent. I, I hope it's good. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit real quick about why I personally use tarot. Um, for me, tarot is first and foremost, when I'm pulling cards for myself, a form of self-therapy. Um, I use it to dig thoughts out of the back of my mind that I may not be thinking about. Um, so what I'll do is I'll sometimes I'll have a question. I'll ask the question. I'll shuffle. I personally ask my guide who is my higher self to assist me with, you know, interpretation and pulling and all that. Um, and yeah, I'll pull cards and then I'll try and tell myself a story based on the meanings of those cards and try and figure out, okay, these cards could mean anything, but what do they mean to me right now? Cause whatever they mean to me right now is what they're supposed to mean to me right now, you know? Um, so I'll do that. Um, and I also pull cards for others. And in those times I'll consult my guide. I'll, you know, I'll just say real quick while I'm shuffling, Hey, I am tapping in like earlier today. I said, I'm tapping into Rab's energy. 
uh, he's got these questions. Let's see if we can get him some answers. And I'll pull cards and and try and divine as much information from him as I can. Right. Um, so is it supposed to be like a a snapshot in a way, like like um, instead of it being something that's you know, like you said, like what does this mean to me right now? Like, is that really the the thought process? Like, this is like a a photograph of a picture in time. Well, that's how I use it personally when I'm just pulling cards for myself. You know, I think the most important part about tarot and really spirituality, metaphysics all around is that it's open to personal interpretation. You know, however you want to read the cards and interpret them and utilize whatever information you pull from them, it's completely up to you how you do that. Sure. And I think it should really be non-controversial, the idea that at the very minimum, we perceive each other on so many levels that we don't consciously recognize. So pulling cards for somebody that you know, um, you may be able to tell them things about what you've already perceived. And and some of that stuff may um, be in the future, quote unquote, but I mean, you've seen the signs of it, you know, in the past, right? Sure, yeah, and we're going to tap into that same idea when we talk about manifestation later, um, but absolutely, uh, you know, the idea that um, when you're, especially when I'm pulling for, like, you guys or my friends, yeah, I do know them, I know their troubles, you know, I know their life story, and that allows me to pull even more interpretation from it, you know, when you're doing that, you know, you call it kind of an intuitive reading, you know, a lot of the readings I do end up being, like, interpretational uh, based on like the traditional Rider weight deck, which was like the first real mainstream. Oh. No, not mainstream. Like the first commission deck, I guess. I like see. the first time it was like a queen was like, or whoever ended up being, I don't actually remember the history of it, but somebody hired someone, a mystic to put together this deck, you know? And then from that point forward, it kind of became a, a standardized deck that people can use with a rich history of, you know, uh, meaning behind the cards and symbolism within the cards uh, to try and, and divine the future. Sure. Um, and a lot of times I don't really even think of tarot as divination, as like future or fortune telling. Um, I really do think of it as um, just pulling energies and hearing what you need to hear in the moment to prepare you for whatever is coming ahead. Because I think a lot of times, subconsciously, intuitively, we have a good idea of what's going to happen in our lives in the near future. Right. And, you know, whether either we're suppressing it or we just don't want to admit it or we don't know how to, you know, manage those, you know, worries or whatever. I just think that tarot is an excellent form of uh, therapy to, you know, work through those feelings. Fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you guys have any other questions about tarot before we get into the actual readings I did for you? No, I'm still curious about the history, but I think I'm going to um, look that up a little bit in the background. So maybe I can hop in at the end and let people know. Right on. I appreciate that. And we also talked earlier about how each of these topics are, are things that could easily be like entire episodes. I could go on and on about readings I've done and readings I've had done um, and, you know, how tarot works in with numerology and maybe we'll uh maybe we'll split off a a sister podcast where you can just talk about readings and get readings from people and all that kinds of stuff 
Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, or just like a, a podcast specifically specifically about you know metaphysics and spirituality. Yeah, it's, yeah, for it's sure. kind of my whole life right now, and I, I'm always really excited to talk about it. So, sure. Plus, there's so many fun guests that we could have on the podcast. To, I mean, to we might have some of them here. True. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that, and actually, um, at some point, we're going to get into a collective reading I did for the Panda Pod. Um, and some of that actually comes in there where it talks about, Hey, maybe you should consider bringing guests in. Um, so, uh, Justin, I'm going to start with a reading for you that we did earlier today. I'm down. Um, and they have not heard the responses to these. No. Um, so uh, you know, all the responses will be right off the cuff. So, uh, Justin, your first question are what skills do I need to learn to further grow the podcast? Yes, sir. All right. So the way I did this was uh, three piles um, with three cards each. So um, I pulled from three different decks. Uh, so the first deck on the first row, second deck, second row, uh, third deck, third row, um, or not row, but on the stack. Uh, so, the primary card is going to be the first one that I pulled, and then the next two are going to be clarifying cards for that card. Uh, so the idea being that, you know, in this case, um, the first three cards in the pile are the Two of Swords, the Four of Swords, and Judgment. So uh, all of those things combine into a thought, you know, or something that can be done here. So uh, in the case of the Two of Swords, the Four of Swords, and Judgment, um, the overarching a theme of that would be uh, decision-making clarity. So the Two of Swords means there's a need to make a decision, uh, perhaps about the direction or theme of the podcast. Uh, the Four of Swords says these decisions may require introspection, research, or even brief moments of hiatus for reevaluation. And the third one is judgment, and that means ultimately transformation and renewal can come through these clear decisions, uh, taking the podcast to the next phase. Um, hmm. so the next, yeah, so decision-making clarity are skills you can work on. Um, the next set of skills would be collaboration and engagement. Uh, we have the eight of wands, uh, which means swift communication, um, could also mean, you know, timely responses to feedback. So you need to be listening to the feedback of our community, um, and, you know, making sure that we're, we're pulling those, those details in and making sure we're, we're, we're catering to what people want to hear. Um, the next thing would be prompt episode releases, which we've done a really good job on, and I think we're going to keep doing that. Um, and then engaging with listeners in real time. Um, so, you know, that's key for uh, our Discord, uh, for the, our Facebook page, um, for just in your LinkedIn stuff. Um, we just need to make sure that we're, we're listening to the community and what they want to hear and engaging with them on that. Yeah, yeah, we're we're one hundred percent open to feedback. So yes, definitely please, if you're out up. there, let us know. We want to hear what you want to hear. We want to talk about what you want to listen to. So, uh, and then the last two skills would be authenticity and um, valuing creation. Uh, so we've got the Ace of Cups, which is which is authentic emotional connection with the audience, pouring genuine passion into the content, which. I gotta say, I've listened to all of our episodes at least twice now, and I, I think we do that. I think we do a really good job of it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and point out something, mm-hmm. and that's that's I do hold back a little bit. I do hold back a little bit. So sure, maybe, sure. It, like, I mean, you guys know, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've held back a little bit. So maybe this is this this is uh, uh, the energy is telling me not to not to be afraid to, of of things I really want to say and speak your maybe truth. Maybe not hold Justin. back and speak my truth. So, yeah. all right. Well, the next card on there is the King of Pentacles, which means focusing on creating valuable content, potentially seeking sponsorships or partnerships that align with the podcast theme, ensuring sustainability. Uh, and the Four of Cups is the last clarifier for that, which says to stay alert to new opportunities and be cautious about becoming complacent. Listener feedback can be a valuable source of fresh perspectives and ideas. So that's the the full answer to that question. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think a lot of that's lining up to things that I already had on my mind. Um, nice. So that I'm, sounds like I'm, it did its job then. Yeah, I'm I'm trying so I'm trying to focus on how to properly get all of the different say marketing and collaboration channels together in one place to make it easier for me to um and for us to be able to engage with people. Um and and that's what I've been kind of testing out over the past 2 weeks. Um and I mean as far as like uh, making decisions and and th and things like that. Um, I've been batting around the ideas, kind of like what you were saying before about we definitely need collaborations and we need guests and we need to kind of just uh, take a, a a bit of an extra step. Um, and I've been thinking about the best ways to do that. So. I mean, I'm not making quick decisions, but I'm working on it. So I think I think it's it's pretty good for what's been top of mind for for the podcast for me for the past couple of weeks now. Nice. So how many cards was that total? So that would be nine cards total, three per pile. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. The next question you had was, what are some areas of focus? in your life that or what, what should you be focusing on your life? Right. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. <laughs> what I should be focused on in my life that I'm currently not focused on. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So again, we've got three piles here. Um, it, the first one is emotional maturity and self-awareness. Uh, it started out with the key. Well, call me out in the beginning. Well, don't you? Hey man, <laughs> my spirit guide does not fuck around. <laughs> he never has. Apparently. Every time I talk to him, he goes straight to the point. So, um, yeah, it says the King of Cups. Uh, it's vital to understand and control one's emotions, become a master of one's feelings. Followed up by the Eight of Swords, which says currently there may be self-imposed limitations or beliefs that hinder your emotional growth. Uh, and then wrapped up with the Queen of Swords. Uh, rationality and clear-headedness should be combined with emotional insight. Strive for balance between heart and mind. Uh, the next two here are self-care and boundaries. Um, started out with the Queen of Pentacles. Focus on self-nurturing, grounding, and ensuring personal well-being. Uh, the Seven of Swords. Beware of deceit or avoiding confrontation. Uh, there may be things or people that are taking away more than they are contributing. And then the Six of Swords. There's a need to transition from turmoil to calmer waters. Recognize when it's time to leave behind what isn't serving you. And then the last two things um, you could focus on to improve your life would be choices and long-term planning. 
um, which is the Seven of Cups. Many options and opportunities are at hand, but there's a risk of distraction or indecision. The Seven of Pentacles, which is patient cultivation uh, and nurturing of chosen projects or areas of life will yield results. So kudos on working on this podcast, bud. Uh, and the Nine of <laughs> yeah. Pentacles, aim for self-sufficiency and personal success. The rewards of patience and diligence are within reach. So it says here, wrapped it up. It, uh, by redirecting focus to these areas, there's potential for holistic growth and aligning with one's deeper life goals. Well, so let's go back to the first one. So okay. what was the first one? Uh, emotional maturity and self-awareness. Okay. So, as you can gather from my initial response, <laughs> that's something I've always that struggled with. Yeah, I'm aware of this one for sure. <laughs> I got a little um, bit of awareness. But that, but that leads to, like, I have a fascination with, um, and I mentioned before, with Stoicism and uh, Zen Buddhism. Um, and both of those in their own way are attempting to master that very aspect um, of life. So maybe that that's a hint that I should I should be spending more time on that than I currently am. Now wait a minute. Like does Zen Buddhism actually want self awareness though, or does it want awareness of the universe? But those are the same things, my friend. Ah, uh, yeah, and also the absence of distraction. Right. Um, so discipline. Um, and I believe that one mentioned um, a distinct. Um, uh, it wasn't discipline, wasn't the word that was used, but um, uh, a kind of a type of control over and, and like balance. And avoiding you know, distractions. Idea of balance and avoiding distractions. And right. Yeah. All that kinds of stuff. The second one. The self-care and boundaries. The self-care and boundaries is something that I've been in the middle of a battle with over the past month or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, with family. So, and, and I'm moving towards that place of making sure that boundaries are in place and making sure that you know, like calm is in my life and peace is in my life instead of um, things that are just not good for anybody. Yeah. So, when, it, when I pulled the seven of swords, the first thing I thought about was that situation you're talking about. You know? Yeah. It says beware yeah. of deceit or avoiding confrontation. There may be things or people that are taking away more than they can contribute. Um, that really, that spoke to me in, in your situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had to call that out specifically. So yeah. Um, so once again, that one's definitely on point. Do it good. And then what was the third one again? The third one was choices and long-term planning. Uh, choices and long-term planning, which everything's on the podcast at the moment. So, yeah. um, like, I you guys don't know this, but in our Discord, where we talk all the time, this is what I talk about all the time. Uh, this is what I'm focused on and what I'm going to be focused on for a very, very long time. Um, and like I said, I'm, I, I think it may be a good idea for us to do a separate podcast with you for just your metaphysics. I think it, it would be a good companion to the, this podcast. Um, 
I don't, I don't think it would be a bad thing for each one of us to have a separate one in addition to this either. So, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Earlier today, I was thinking, man, I should like typing up everything for this episode. This is the first episode where I'm kind of leading things. Um, and just typing it all up, I was like, oh, I just want to keep doing this, you know? So I think that would be great. I, w- I would love to start a- another on my own or not on my own, but another specifically focused on these kinds of things. Yeah, I think, and I think that's something, I mean, you know, like making decisions and being open to new, fresh ideas, like you were saying before, like, like I think maybe it was talking about this. Um, yeah. So, okay, well, let's keep that one in mind. But so far on point. Right on. I love it. This is a good time to to just pop in and say that the reason this podcast exists is because of a tarot reading I did for Justin. Um, yeah. He was like, dude, I need a project. I need something to work on. What can I do that's going to lead to some fulfillment and success in my life? And I did a big, like, 27 card reading or something for him. Um, and it, it pointed very strongly to him using his voice and and getting his voice out there and podcast really made a lot of sense and i'm so happy you brought me and rab along with you yeah this is this has been a lot of fun i'm really enjoying this yeah i mean you there's there's a thing about so for some background for that i've always wanted i've got some creativity in me i always wanted to do something i've tried writing i've tried um you know I have lots of ideas in my head, but there's never been a way for me to actually get something into the world um, until this. Yeah. And this is what's panning out. So, but this would not have happened um, (laughs) had we not done that reading and thought about it and experimented and tried it. So, um, and, and what I realized in that process was, Every time I've tried to do something, I've tried to do it alone. Yeah, and that is a lot. Reading it, it said that you should work with others on it. You know, so. yeah, it's really hard to just create on your own. People who can do it, hats off. Um, but it's it's takes so much um, energy and time. Like your your content creators aren't wasting their time when they're not on camera like, or they're not on radio. Like, like it takes a lot of effort. And um, when you have other people to do it with you, it's just so much easier. Um, so yeah. So that had to happen. Hey, at least in this format, you have at least two people to keep you accountable. That's true. R- right. And I definitely need people to keep me accountable because I am so lazy. We all need accountability buddies. It's important. Yep. All right, uh, let's move into your last question, Justin, which are what are some positive changes you can make in your life to just improve your life all around, right? Yep. Okay, so we've got the first thing would be accepting endings and overcoming conflict, okay? Uh, It starts with the Ten of Swords, which is a rough card. Um, It usually depicts somebody laying on the ground with ten swords stabbed into their back. Um, It says, you know, recognizing and accepting when something has reached its conclusion letting go can be transformative, you know, and that's followed up by the five of wands, which means address conflicts head on, whether internal or external seek resolution. Uh, and it ends with the tower, which is, we'll talk about the tower in a minute. Uh, the tower says, be prepared for sudden upheaval and revelation. Uh, these changes though disruptive can pave the way for rebuilding on a firmer foundation. 
Um, I just want to say real quick about the tower. It gets a bad rap. Uh, the tower usually depicts um, like a crumbling facade of a, a watchtower or something along those lines with either people falling out of it or on fire, sometimes lightning striking it. And the idea is that when you pull this card, it means there's going to be some kind of sudden, again, upheaval or revelation or something that causes a dramatic effect in your life. Um, and it's really easy when you're doing a reading. I see this happen all the time when I'm talking to other people uh, or when I'm pulling cards in front of other people. They see the tower like, oh, great, another tower moment. You know, That's what you call it when you're having some big disruptive moment in your life. You call it a tower moment. You know, um, But you know, the tower card is the card of Scorpio. You know, it's, and I am a Scorpio son, you know, so I kind of feel bad for it because it gets a bad rap in the same way that Scorpios get a bad rap in that. Um, I mean, I've been dealing with you for a long time, <laughs> so I understand. <laughs> right. But you got to admit, I'm not all bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I heard um, George Bush pulled the tower card twice on September 10th, 2001. Oof. I heard that Oof. too. Yeah, <laughs> call that a tower moment. <laughs> that, that a dual tower moment right there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the world committed. I guess <laughs> commit to the bit, right? That's right. Um, all right. So the next thing would be positive outlook and contemplation of cycles. Uh, the first card I pulled uh, was the sun, uh, which means embrace optimism and clarity. Uh, it's essential to focus on the positive aspects and what joins, what brings you joy. Uh, and then followed up by the world. Um, realize the realize that completing certain life cycles or chapters can be deeply fulfilling. Uh, and then the Knight of Pentacles, which is dedication, hard work, and impatience are necessary. Consistent effort in the right direction will lead to success. Um, you know, and in that particular set of cards, there were two of the Major Arcana. Uh, the Major Arcana are a series of cards that aren't related to um the the different suits the the pinnacles or the swords or the cups or the wands um they're usually considered cards that have a little more weight to them uh, a little more like definitive um meaning uh and you know when you pull those especially multiples in the same reading or in the same pile or however you're pulling cards um it means you should really pay attention to that you know, so, uh, you know, really embrace that optimism and clarity, really, you know, accept the end of cycles in your life. You know, don't mourn when something you've enjoyed ends instead, celebrate it and look forward to doing something new. Uh, and then whatever it is new that you're doing, put yourself into it. If you do that, you're going to find success. So, uh, and the last one here is recognition and embracing new beginnings, um, which was the six of wands. Uh, which is celebrate your achievements and recognize your worth. Accept accolades and feedback graciously. Uh, the Six of Cups, which is reconnect with your past or childhood joys. Sometimes revisiting the past can provide clarity for the future. Uh, and then The Fool, uh, which means another card that kind of gets a bad rap because people hear, oh, I don't want to be a fool. But that's not what The Fool is. Um, the Fool means embracing new beginnings with an open heart and adventurous spirit. Uh, to take a risk, take the step into the unknown. You know, when you draw the fool card, it means that you're getting ready to go on a journey that you don't know how it's going to end. You know, and that can be a little scary sometimes. But you know, it 
everything in this world can be good or have meaning or whatever if you take the time to integrate it and and understand the purpose behind it i like right i like on. very much what are your, it, what are your it thoughts comes on that back, i mean it, i mean it, so it comes back to pay attention to what you're doing and and commit um yeah and not be flaky and be responsible and um be responsible and very purposeful in what you're doing. And, and let's face it, like, and this isn't a dig at you because I do the exact same thing. Those are things that we do, you know? Oh, for we, sure. Right. We get involved in something and then we let it slide and we forget about it or we don't put the you know, weight or importance behind it that we should and, and then they fail, you know? Nope. I mean, that's everything that I've started so far. <laughs> right. <laughs> until, I mean, I mean, until this so far, I mean, this has gone longer than anything that I've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the cards are pretty clear that they really want me to keep doing this. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah. I, I think I think it's pretty, and and to get my ship in order so that I'm not derailed. I think that's the tone. Right on. That's good to take away. You know. Um, Rab, are you ready for yours? I'm so ready. Okay, great. So, um, Rab had three questions as well. His first one was, what energies or vibes does the coming week hold? Um, and I think you got some interesting stuff here. So, uh, it looks like the week is going to hold some temptations and new beginnings. Um, the first card I pulled for you was the devil. Also one that gets a bad rap, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, the devil stands for confronting temptations, dependencies, or feeling trapped by particular situations. Uh, that was clarified by the King of Pentacles, um, which is achieve success by staying grounded, uh, practical, and focused on your long-term goals. And then the fool, uh, take a leap of faith, embrace spontaneity, and be open to unexpected adventures. Wow, okay. Um, the next thing here is emotional opportunities and cautionary steps. Um, the four of cups reflect on feelings of discontentment, missed opportunities, or being engrossed in one's thoughts. The ace of cups, which is new emotional beginnings or rejuvenated relationships await, offering happiness and connection. And the seven of swords, beware of deceit or hidden motives. It's crucial to remain vigilant and trust your instincts. Interesting. I mean, I feel like I'm not going to have much to say about this one, so I guess just let's get through it and go move on to something that I can actually <laughs> say, like confirm or deny. You know? Yeah, I'll we might have to take a. Posted. Yeah, we might have to take a brief moment at the beginning of the next episode to see how uh, your week was. Um, Sounds interesting. Right, yeah, it does sound like a really eventful week. Um, the next thing here is nostalgic bonds and financial stability. Uh, So the Six of Cups says dive into memories, reconnect with the past, or possibly encounter someone from your history. Uh, The Ten of Pentacles says enjoy the sense of financial and familial stability and recognize the importance of legacy. Uh, And the Two of Cups, a week of strong connections and partnerships, strengthen bonds, and embrace genuine relationships. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then 
I wrote here, um, Rav's week seems layered with a journey from confronting limiting habits to recognizing fresh emotional opportunities, uh, all while valuing past connections. It's a balance of understanding one's feelings, being alert, and appreciating the depth of relationships, both old and new. Neat. Right on. Do you have a... Well, I guess we don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on that one. So yeah, let's go to the next one and see um, what you think about this one which was, uh, what steps can you take to break out of current patterns at work, right? Yep. Okay, so we've got learning and clear thinking. Starts out with the page of pentacles. Um, be open to new learning experiences and skill enhancement. Stay curious and embrace a student's mindset. Uh, that's clarified by the Ace of Swords, which is prioritize clarity, fresh ideas, and direct communication. Seek the truth in situations and communicate it. And then the four of pinnacles. It's important to evaluate the areas you might be holding on to too tightly. Being too reserved or guarded can hinder growth. So consider areas where you can be more open or generous. Yeah, that last one sounds pretty real. Um, yeah? Yeah, I mean, uh, like sticking to certain projects, you know, when, when there's more things that I could be doing with my time, spreading myself a little bit more evenly. Right on. All right, well, the next one is Celebration and Vigilance. Uh, so this one I pulled the Three of Cups, and that was immediately clarified by another Three of Cups. So it says okay. that you should really pay attention to this one. Uh, it says, recognize the value of teamwork and collaborations. Celebrate shared achievements and foster a supportive work environment. And that's followed up by the Page of Swords. Stay alert and curious. Gather information and be open to feedback. And ensure you're informed about going ongoing developments. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, uh, and that was all three, right? Because one was a double? That's correct, yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that um, kind of lines up, um, you know, I'm going into sort of a new project soon, so it could be uh, some interesting advice for that. Pay attention to what other people are doing, let other people have a chance to shine, you know? Yeah. All right, and then the last one is emotional balance and overcoming burdens. Um, it's the King of Cups is the start here. Embrace emotional intelligence and leadership. Understand and manage your emotions as well as those of others around you. Followed up by the moon. Uh, navigate through uncertainty with intuition. There may be hidden factors or feelings at play, so trust your instincts and seek clarity. Okay. And that is wrapped up with the Ten of Wands. Recognize areas where you're taking on too much or feeling overwhelmed. Delegate when necessary and ensure you're not carrying burdens alone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's, uh, I, I definitely want to see that one, uh, and, and have some more time to reflect on it, but I think it's, um, I mean, I want to see all of them, so definitely send them all to me, but, um, yeah. the, uh, yeah, that's, that seems like, um, pretty good advice. And like I said, we're starting a new project soon. So, um, hopefully I can carry some of that in there. Right on. Uh, the final note here just says for Rab to truly break free of patterns at work, he needs to blend a can um, blend continuous learning, clear communication, teamwork, emotional maturity, and sharing the workload. Embrace these strategies can lead to a more harmonious and effective work environment. Yeah. All right. And the next question was steps to break out of current patterns at home. Um, and we start out here with self-reflection and personal empowerment. Uh, the first card we pulled was judgment, which is a major arcana card. Uh, it says engage in introspection and self-assessment. Understand the choices you've made and be ready to embrace a new chapter or transformation at home. That's sure. followed up with the Queen of Wands. Harness your confidence, enthusiasm, and passion. 
infuse your home environment with positivity and assertiveness. And it's followed up with the Hermit, which is another major arcana. Uh, sometimes it's essential to seek solitude or moments of quiet reflection. Understand the importance of self-care and personal insight. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, I'm a little confused by that one because it seems almost like uh, my current pattern in a way. But maybe, um, I mean, maybe... Uh, there's something to be seen on the other side of it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of describing what's happening to me right now. Uh, maybe the other ones will clarify a little bit more. Or yeah. Maybe, yeah. Or, or maybe it's just saying that it's, it's trying to confirm that you're doing the right thing as well. Right. Like that aspect of my life, self-reflection, you know, focusing mm -hmm. on spirituality and stuff like that is good. And that's how I break out of other patterns maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, maybe it's time to dig in deeper into some of those practices. Right. You know? um, yeah, I'm definitely going to send this to you after so you can look it over. So yeah. um, the next two things are acceptance and clear communication. Uh, it starts with the Ten of Swords, which again is that guy laying on the ground with Ten Swords in his back. Uh, recognize and accept when a situation or pattern at home has run its course. It might be painful, but accepting it can lead to new beginnings. Uh, the Three of Swords address any emotional pain, disputes, or misunderstandings head-on. It's crucial to heal wounds and reconcile differences. And then the Ace of Swords prioritize open dialogue, fresh perspectives, and direct communication at home. Address any underlying issues transparently. Yeah, I mean, that all sounds like great advice generically. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I think it applies. I mean, if, if, if the goal is to break out of patterns... Um, uh, communication and other stuff like that, I think, um, helps a lot. I'm tired of you cheating on me with your wife, Rab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have too much communication and, uh, we have such a nice open dialogue that I can't, uh, can't resist it. Well, thank you for attacking that head on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting right now. All right. The last two are celebration and new investments. Uh, we have the Three of Cups. Value the bonds and joy shared with family or housemates. Celebrate milestones and cherish shared moments. The Seven of Pinnacles. Evaluate and reassess. Reflect on the time, energy, and resources you invest in your home, ensuring they align with your desired outcomes. And the Ace of Pinnacles. Embrace new opportunities or investments at home. This could mean a new approach, a project, or even a fresh start. Yeah, um, I think it's a pretty good... Um... Like, I, I guess I would say just hearing that advice at a surface level, I feel like it could be given to anybody who says, like, I want to break out of patterns. But it's also the fact that, I mean, the, I, I don't mean that as an insult. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is maybe what I needed to hear in this particular case. Like, maybe that's what you get from looking at the first three pages of a self-help book that say, how do you break out of patterns? But maybe that's what I still needed to hear. Yeah, maybe. Um this is a good time to say, and I was going to make this reveal after I read the next section, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Um, tarot, as far as traditional rider weight interpretation, is something I'm still learning. Uh, and I'm actually utilizing ChatGPT as part of that learning. Um, I pulled the cards myself here. Uh, I, you know, I, I did the shuffling, I talked to my guide, I pulled the cards. But what I ended up doing was inserting, you know, the cards that I pulled as text into chat GPT and having it spit out 
you know, just bullet point talking points on those cards and what they could mean in these situations. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is one of those situations where it's not intuitive. You know, it's not me who knows you uh, trying to answer your questions. It's more of this is what my guide has to say to you using the tool set or the dictionary, if you will, of the Rider weight tools or cards. Right, right, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. So so in a way, um, the fact that it seems pulled from a self-help book, it may be. You know what? It really probably is. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, when I think about um, ChatGPT uh, and Tarot, and this is something I've been using for a while now because I just find it a really good learning tool for finding, right. especially when you're doing, like, three card piles and each card is supposed to like interact with each other um i i find it really helpful for finding interesting quirks and relations that those cards could have that i just might not have otherwise like interpreted on my own sure um so you know i i go through and i do these and i, I do them for other people all the time and i always make them make sure they're aware that hey you know these are coming from chat gpt just be aware of that um, but I also follow that up by saying I strongly feel that ChatGPT is a great tool for esoteric research and um, like magic and witchcraft in general. And the reason for that being is that I look at GPT and other large language models as these collective unconsciousnesses of the Internet. Um, now, they are often curated collective unconsciousnesses because you know we don't control what's going into it right but it is the worst time to get that hacker version see this is what i was talking about when we were talking about ai <laughs> that's what i want i want the unedited unfiltered LL llms here sure um, because then it truly will be pulling from the collective you know when you can train it on whatever you want and i have a a goal um, to at some point learn enough about LLMs to build my own um, model. I would like to put together one that is just pulled off of esoteric texts and like published tarot readings and published metaphysics blogs and things like that, like specifically trained on these um, like mystical esoteric ideas. That'd be uh, neat. And then, and then just see what I can do with it, you know? Now you just need a million dollars in uh, Amazon server time. Right, yeah, I just need about, um, was it $30,000 per H100 NVIDIA card? It, no, just, it, <laughs> it just starts spitting out, like, the Lord of the Rings for people. <laughs> uh, the last thing I did here was a collective reading for all three of us, just for the Panda pod podcast in general. Um, and we'll just go through this real quickly and we'll, we'll touch on each section after I read, you know, all three parts, um, sure. and get going here. So first question was, um, what does the future of the Panda pod look like? Um, and the answers were, uh, exploration and intellectual growth, but with challenges, uh, it starts with a page of cups. Um, podcast may, exp uh, may explore topics or themes that are more intuitive, emotional, or imaginative. Expect unexpected opportunities or inspiration to arise. Uh, the King of Swords, uh, with intellectual clarity, analytical skills, and effective communication, your podcast will position itself as an authority on certain subjects. I think that's interesting. 
and then the Eight of Swords. Uh, however, there may be self-imposed limitations or external challenges that may make you feel confined. It's important to recognize these barriers and work towards freeing yourself from them. Yeah, the self-imposed limitation is that we're not an expert on any actual subjects. <laughs> I mean, we're an expert in what it's like to be, you know, elder millennials on the internet, right? That's very That's true. Something. That last one called me out hardcore. It did, it? and you were just talking about that earlier about yeah, limiting yourself. Yeah, yeah it really called me out. <laughs> uh, the next thing is heart heartbreak, revelation, and renewal. Um, we've got the Three of Swords. You may face moments of disappointment, disagreement, or challenges that could bring about temporary sorrow or disruption. Um, we have judgment, which is these moments, however, will lead to significant revelations. By addressing past actions and results, you'll be positioned to make more informed decisions moving forward. And that's further clarified by the Empress. Uh, by embracing nurturing, creativity, and abundance, your podcast can experience a phase of growth and prosperity. Hell yeah. Sounds like we need to treat each other with kindness. I think we do a pretty good job of that. Yeah, we'll and be ready that. for uh, emotional disturbances. True. Yeah. I mean, really, that is really just saying, hey, you're going to run into some bumps, but talk them out and it'll yep. be fine. You know, talk them out and you'll be better for it. And I am always ready to do that with you guys. So very true. Uh, all right. And the last thing here is reflection on losses, conflicts and celebration awaits. Uh, we've got the Five of Cups. There will be times when you may dwell on what hasn't worked out or episodes that didn't meet your expectations. It's crucial to remember to see the opportunities still standing. Uh, we have the Five of Swords. Internal or external conflicts could arise, but it's essential to approach them with a win-win mindset rather than viewing things as zero-sum. And then the Three of Cups. Despite the challenges, there will be moments of joy, celebration, and collaboration. By focusing on these moments and building upon them, you can ensure long-term success. And then all of that's wrapped up by saying the future of the Panda Pod podcast looks promising, but not without its challenges. It'll be a journey of exploration, revelation, and growth. While conflicts and setbacks are part of the process, there will be significant moments of celebration and achievement. Embrace each phase, learn from them, and focus on collective growth and collaboration. Cool. Yeah. So I think that's great. You know, that's all good stuff. Yeah, don't sweat the bad episodes. Yeah, don't, you know, just put them on the shelf. We did it with one already. We can do it with more. <laughs> yeah, we've already done that, uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some you will never hear. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some that just didn't quite make that cut. Yeah, uh, we just need to cut them with, like, a nice beat in the background and then release them. That, that's our B-sides. Well, I did recommend, like, maybe in the future we'll release them just so that you guys can see how damn terrible they were um yeah. release them in a format make that doesn't make us. them download to people who have an auto download <laughs> yeah <laughs> release them as like youtube exclusives or something yeah. yeah yeah we do have a youtube by the way just fyi yeah you should visit the pandapod.com and see all of the uh features Socials. we have yeah yeah all right the uh, next question was the pandapod podcast strategies to increase listener count Right. Okay. This is something we've been talking about recently. We really, you know, we're having good growth considering how new the podcast is, um, but it's on a great upward trend and we want to know how to keep that going. So uh, it says embracing change, patience and positive optimism. Uh, so it starts out with the tower. Uh, expect moments of unexpected changes or revelations in your podcast journey. 
These might be technical disruptions, changes in team dynamics, or a shift in content focus. Embrace these changes as they can lead to positive transformations. Uh, and that's followed up by temperance. Uh, the key to navigating these challenges or these changes is patience and balance. Combine different elements of your podcast in innovative ways and don't be afraid to experiment. And that's followed up lastly by the sun. Uh, by doing so, you'll usher in a period of clarity, joy, and success. This positive outlook will be noticeable to listeners, attracting a broader audience. Uh, and I think it's important to note that all three of those are major arcana. Um, oh, neat. And while that's not super uncommon, I think it's significant, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, I'm hearing that as we need to consider the spinoffs and sister podcasts. That's, yeah, that's how I mean, I'm we were just that. talking about that earlier. Yeah, right. All right. Right on. Uh, so the next thing would be diligent efforts, aspiration and emotional connection. Uh, Knight of Pentacles. Uh, consistency and diligence are vital. Keep producing quality content, stay committed to your podcast vision, and be ready to put in the necessary hard work. It's followed up by the star. Align your podcast with higher aspiration ideals. This could mean addressing topics of broader interest or importance, ensuring your content resonates with a wider audience. And the Ace of Cups. Create content that touches the hearts of listeners. Personal stories, emotional resonant topics, and simply establishing a genuine connection with your audience can significantly boost engagement. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a very interesting piece of advice. Like, it seems like something we haven't done yet until this episode. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, the it also mentioned, there was a mention of um, not being afraid to change up and try something new, which is what we're doing this yeah, episode. Yeah, that's very well. true. Um, so I, I definitely think that that we're, we're onto something there. Got to keep things fresh. Yeah, yeah got to keep sure. it fresh. I've got a lot of ideas coming my way now. Mm-hmm. So we'll have you to know, talk about those. Those ideas that you get uh, in the spiritual community, in the metaphysics community, we call those downloads. You're getting downloads of of these new ideas and, and potentialities. You know, well, you know, there, there's a, a, some people think of, there's a lot of different ways that people think of the muse. Right. And this is that's one of them. Um, And. Very, very much like that, um, there's this thought that you have to put yourself in a place to be able to be open to the ideas that are coming your way. Um, And another one is I'm going to throw this all the way back. Um, Some people think that those thoughts themselves are aliens. Um, so once again, that could be a thing. Um, also if we went a different route, um, some people have those types of thoughts and ideas when they're, um, using ayahuasca, which is something that we mentioned in one of the other episodes about near the end, um, that kind of connection with earth or whatever you may have. So, mm-hmm. So we got to record an episode where we're all on ayahuasca. Yeah, it sounds like we're taking it down to Peru for an ayahuasca retreat. So I will tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. um, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Um, Okay, all right. I have moderate that one. Yeah, that sounds good. I have I have heard enough um, (laughs) to know that I do not want any bit of that. Um, Yeah, you guys, you guys live life. 
<laughs> and I'll watch. But I'm, I'm not getting Fair. involved in that one. Fair. Uh, okay, so the last thing here is leadership, seeking new paths, and active research, which I think is very interesting. Uh, it starts with the King of Wands. Uh, embrace a leadership role in the podcasting community. Be passionate, visionary, and inspire both your team and listeners. Consider collaborations or guests, appearances to expand your reach. Um, that's followed up by the Eight of Cups. Sometimes you might need to leave certain themes or approaches that aren't resonating with the audience. Uh, seek new paths or topics that can capture the entrance of potential listeners. And then the Page of Swords. Stay curious and research-driven. Understand the current podcast trends, know your competition, and always be on the lookout for fresh ideas or innovative innovative marketing strategies. Hmm. Well, what's the, the first part of that one? Uh, the King of Wands? Yeah. Uh, embrace a leadership role in the podcasting community. Be passionate, visionary, and inspire both your team and listeners. Consider cap collaborations or guest appearances to expand your reach. Yeah, so I've been thinking about the best way. Um, I, I think I mentioned it before. I'm thinking of the best way to try to get some collaborations and some of some some guests on um, that resonate with the type of things that we talk about. Um, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, but I think if we if if we keep at it, I think we'll find some good ones. And I have an idea for one that came to this podcast, and I'll talk to you guys about that later. Don't want to oh, give yeah. up everything. So, yeah. And I know a lot of podcasters in the spiritual community, and they're always willing to do guest spots on other shows. So, And, you know, doing that will lead to sometimes us being offered guest spots on shows, you know. And that's just a good way to increase viewership and expand our reach. Yeah, that's yeah, that's um, very widely um, considered the best way at the moment. Um, yeah. is cross collaboration for growing, right? Uh, your listener base. So, I thought the part about research is really interesting too, because pretty soon here we're gonna run out of topics that you know we, we're all just kind of personally into and knowledgeable about. Um, at least to the point that we can fill up like an hour long show on it. I mean, I think I know sure. everything. Well, so... yeah, it's true. You do think you know everything. That is true. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I don't think, know everything. I think it's a good thing that, that you guys research hmm. and, and I'll just know what I know. And then, we'll, and then and then we'll see how those two things mesh with each other. No leadership. Um, no, you gotta, you gotta take the lead on the research. Yeah, and then okay. also the All next right. question here is strategies for show improvement. Uh, and the first section here says shifts in perspective, passionate leadership, and skill development, Justin. I'm All working right. on the skill development. I'm working <laughs> on it. All right. Well, for this one, it starts out with a hangman. Uh, sometimes looking at things from a different angle or perspective can be beneficial. Consider reevaluating your current podcast structure and exploring topics you haven't delved into before. That's followed up by the King of Wands. Fuel the show with passionate leadership. This involves not just exuding enthusiasm, but also inspiring your team and listeners. Engage with your audience authentically and set visionary goals. Uh, and that's uh, ended with the Eight of Pentacles. Focus on refining your craft. This could be better sound quality, improved editing, or even enhancing the, qual the content quality. Uh, continuous learning and honing skills will uplift the show's standards. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, 
in in reference to this, I just bought a new mic, guys. Um, I wanted some great. better some better quality. I was popping a lot, um, and and I want some better quality. And I'm gonna go ahead and give him a shout out because this mic's awesome. It's the toner mic. You can get it on Amazon. T-O-N-O-R. Non paid. Popping. Yeah, I was pop pop. Yeah, I was popping. Now, now we're really popping, guys. We're <laughs> off. So, in regard to the cards that I pulled for that one, I want to talk about the Hangman for a minute. It's the um, another one of those like weird cards in the deck that when you pull it, like people kind of get confused about it because it shows a man hanging from usually a tree or a pole of some kind uh, by a rope. Um, he's hanging by his foot and he's upside down. Um, and I just think that's a great card. Like the whole idea of the card is, hey, it's time to look at things from a different perspective, a different angle, you know. Um, and I think that's important for us to keep in mind as we move forward with the show. Um, that you know, even if something is working, it doesn't mean that it can't be improved, or that there isn't something else we can do that's going to work even better. So let's not rest on our laurels here. Let's make sure we're, you know, evolving and just getting better with our craft as we go. Um, the next one is reevaluation, team collaboration, and fulfilling desires. Uh, we've got the Four of Cups. Uh, avoid getting stuck in routine or being complacent. If you notice a, a stagnation in enthusiasm or growth, it's a sign that something needs reevaluation or revitalization. Uh, the Three of Pentacles. Collaboration is crucial. Ensure that all team members, from host to technical staff, are aligned and contribute to their expertise. Consider guest episodes or co-hosted segments to bring fresh energy. And then the Nine of Cups. Aim for content that not only fulfills the team's desires, but also resonates with what listeners seek. This mutual satisfaction can drive listener engagement and feedback. Yeah, Keep it fresh. The guest is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, guests over and over again. Um, and I, I do think that's a great place to move, you know. Um, I love listening to myself talk, uh, and I love listening to you guys talk, but um, some fresh voices on here could be really good, you know, and instead of maybe, you know, always tackling a specific topic, uh, being able to tackle a specific person instead. Right. Uh, just, it seems like it would be a refreshing kind of change of pace. I mean, this episode is a guest episode, sort of, because it is, it is a yeah. change of pace. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the next one, and this is the last uh, question uh, that, that we had here, uh, or the last answer for the whole reading. Um, it's community building, new perspectives, and recurring joy. Uh, starts with the Ten of Cups. Uh, focus on community building. The podcast shouldn't be a one-way conversation. Encourage listeners' engagement, create a community, community space, and celebrate collective achievements. And let um, us know what you think about that in the comments. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait to hear uh, from you in Discord about what you think about that. <laughs> uh, and that's clarified by the Hangman, which is the second time we have it in this particular set of cards. Uh, it's emphasized to frequently reconsider your approach. Regular feedback sessions, listener surveys, and simply taking a step back to reassess can be beneficial. And it's ended with the Ten of Cups, which is another recurring card in this reading. Uh, the repeated appearance of this card underscores the importance of joy. Ensure that every episode, regardless of the topic, brings joy and value to listeners and creators alike. And I really like that it ended on that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good place to end it. Yeah, joy to creators. I I have to say, as long as we can keep making ourselves happy doing that, then nothing else really matters. Yeah, I agree completely. 
Yeah, and you know, with that, I mean, it's like with everything else. If you enjoy what you're doing, then people are going to be drawn to that joy. And I think if we can continue to do that, then then people will, and they will get the joy out of it as well. Which is kind of when we explained in the the very first Get to Know Us episode that, um, you know, we're doing this for us and hope that you come along for the ride yeah um and so i think is yeah i mean what it's i think what it's saying is as long as we keep that in mind then then we're good as long Um, as we keep it fun for ourselves and then it should be fun for everybody else i think that's a good ethos yeah yeah for sure um and also with the ten of cups that focusing on community building you know getting feedback things like that uh, with that in mind, I do want to say that the first three people to join our Discord and reach out to me on there, my name's Awake or Jeff in Discord, uh, you'll get a free tarot reading. So the first three people will have a free eight-question tarot reading. Hell yeah. Hey, that's that's a good one. That's a good one, ladies and gents. All right, everybody. Well, we're already at an hour and 15 minutes. I don't think we have time to go on with the other topics I have, which are plentiful um Very so plentiful. yeah <laughs> uh we'll either uh, continue this on another episode um on another day uh or um I mean, we were talking earlier about maybe me starting a spinoff podcast about spirituality and metaphysics maybe the rest of these topics will be the first episode of that so um oh, yeah. tune in to find out uh and or join us on discord yeah or join us on discord and tell us your opinion on it yeah we would love to hear from you um you know we're also watching our facebook group any feedback that's there is really appreciated uh and you know comments on our youtube videos um however you want to reach out to us we're listening and we're excited to hear from you uh thank you all so much for joining us today we have been the panda pod uh and we cannot wait to uh talk to you again yeah, I can't wait to tell you about how my week went, my crazy week. And thanks for all the hard work and the readings, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. I, I love doing it. Like, the tarot readings are a real labor of love. Like, they could be tasking, especially the more intuitive ones where I'm not using GPT. Um, but it's I find a, a lot of a lot of joy in it, which, hey, was something that we're supposed to focus on, right? Yep. Yep, happiness. Yep. All right, well, thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.